Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Nutritional non-negotiables are like the big rocks in our food plan, which must happen because they underpin everything we do nutritionally to get us the ultimate results we desire. Today, we're going to be talking about the nutritional non-negotiables you should consider as a female midlife runner. Welcome to the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner mini-series. Please join Aileen Smith and Karen Campbell, nutritionist friends and runners. During the mini-series, we'll be spotlighting key challenges women face as they approach midlife. Women tell us that they're really uncomfortable with the way their body shape is changing and are noticing how their energy levels and running performance is suffering too. So it's our mission to help women be in great shape, bypass midlife health challenges and continue to enjoy their running. So we've designed our Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner method and that's for the woman who requires the most time efficient and easy method to be the best she can be. During each mini episode, we'll be helping you take some easy action. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Aileen and Karen to design a personalised sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. Welcome back everyone. I'm Karen and I'm here today with Aileen and today we're going to be giving you a snapshot of nutrition negotiables to support you in being a healthy woman, healthy runner. So please do listen until the end of this episode because we do have a special invitation for you. So Aileen, hi, nice to see hi. you or hear you again, certainly. Um, I just wondered if you could start this episode by maybe explaining what you mean, well, what we mean by nutrition negotiables and why we feel that they're important. Well, actually, they're nutrition non-negotiables. So they're things that you would never do. You know, it's like uh, totally non-negotiable. So it's a phrase I, I use with clients to help them implement key nutrition practices consistently all the time and and I like to explain to them that they're like the big rocks in our food plan which must happen because they underpin everything else that we do nutritionally uh, and that's to get the ultimate results that we desire so it's like totally non-negotiable you're going to do this. Okay, so so thinking about that, we talk a lot about nutrition foundations. Are they the same as nutrition non-negotiables? Well, yes, they are similar. Um, but what I'd say is that the nutrition foundations are broadly what everyone should have in place at least 80% of the time. And doing that will promote good health. And then we always ask them to then add sports nutrition on top uh, to promote good running performance. Whereas the nutrition non-negotiables 
are more personal to an individual. So it's something that will contribute to them achieving their health goals and something that they'll stand by no matter what because they know it's so important to feeling better and performing optimally. And I think you really need to think of it as something that is one of your own personal principles, something that guides the way you live. So, for example, Karen, you know, you're a vegetarian, so that's totally non-negotiable for you. Um, so if I was to ask you to eat meat or fish, you wouldn't you wouldn't entertain it, would you? <laughs> Not at all. Um, so if there was if there was something else that your health coach suggested that you could uh, make that would be that you could do that would make a huge difference to you and you chose to apply it every single day, then that would be one of your non-negotiables. Okay. Okay. I like that way. It's a really good way of, of explaining the concept, I think. So um, I'm just thinking, are these nutrition non-negotiables the same for everyone or would they be different? Well, in the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner program, we do explain the range of non-negotiables and how they may impact on midlife health. But there's always going to be a personalized element. Um, so usually um, what we do is we'd help clients rank what would make the biggest difference to them and then work with them to put new practices in place so that they'll soon be living in a way which encompasses their personal non-negotiables. Okay, so I suppose another way to think of the non-negotiable element is almost like a contract with yourself. So on on the days when life just doesn't go as well as you'd like, um, perhaps what you'd ideally eat and drink might not happen. Just ask yourself, what will you always do because they are your non-negotiable? So it doesn't matter what your day is like, that will not change. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's a bit like the big rock. The big big rocks never move. You know, they're they're rooted to the ground and they're going to keep you in a, a good place. Um, so, for instance, I've, I've got a client who was really struggling with maintaining healthy practices because she's got a, a life which is often impacted by external factors beyond her control. And it was really causing her problems. She wasn't able to have any consistency so what we did was we we analyzed her typical day and her food and drink choices and we identified what her non-negotiables are um, and that really helped keep her on track because we sort of zoned in on the things that she really had to do no matter what no matter what life threw in her way there was something she's always going to do and that was going to keep her in a good place okay so just to recap nutrition you nu- nu- non-negotiable I can't get my my tongue around that word this morning alien non-negotiables are sort of the big rocks in our food plan which must happen consistently and I think that word consistently is really important and they underpin everything else that we do nutritionally to get us to the ultimate results really that we're looking for that we desire So let's zoom out now and think about our midlife health goals and how some nutrition non-negotiables would support our health during that phase. So Aileen, over to you. Okay, so um, a few sort of typical midlife health goals, and and I'm um, relating this to the feedback that we've had from our clients and from the many women who join our Facebook group. Um, So the typical midlife health goals that women face are um, or that they, they desire to achieve are being a healthy weight, having optimal muscle tone, having good energy all day, and by that I mean no slumps or dips, 
minimizing uh, menopausal symptoms like hot sweats and flushes and good quality sleep. So these are the things that seem to um, impact on women the most and the things that uh, they quite literally do lose sleep over because it's a big problem for them. Um, And we do know that there are other midlife health goals, but those are the ones that women seem to mention the most. Yeah, absolutely. And if you are a regular listener, especially to the Healthy Women, Healthy Runner collection of episodes, you will know that there are certain physiological drivers which can lead to gaining weight, losing muscle tone, experiencing the low energy that you were speaking about, alien and the perimenopausal symptoms, as well as the poor sleep. Now, these physiological drivers tend to be related to fluctuating female hormones during that perimenopause and then decreasing female hormones in menopause and postmenopause. And um, other factors which are influential to that are also the likes of stress hormones, digestion and our liver function as well. Yeah, and all of these are modifiable uh, with nutrition and lifestyle. So, you know, we've got an opportunity to um, intervene and um, help make things better. And that's why foundational nutrition and these personalised nutrition non-negotiables are highly influential um, so if, if we just picked up on the drivers there that you mentioned, Karen, um, it's really important um, for us and for the, our body to be able to excrete and eliminate excess sex hormones. And the body does this via the, the liver and the bowel. And what happens is the liver binds hormones by converting them into their methylated forms. And the bound hormones are then transported into the gut where they can be safely excreted via the bowel in in your stool Um, so it's really important for women um, that we have a regular daily bowel movement and it's important for everybody Uh, but you know thinking about it relating to this goal we need to make sure that we have a regular daily bowel movement because if you're constipated or if you're less regular uh, then um, the estrogen that should be excreted may be recirculated in the body and that might lead to hormonal imbalances. And, and also imbalances in gut flora can lead to increased production of something called beta-glucuronidase and that's an enzyme that reactivates bound estrogen and then the estrogen may be reabsorbed back into the bloodstream. Uh, so that's another potential issue. Um, and if, you, if you're somebody who um, suffers from chronic constipation, so that's not just a, an odd day, but it's sort of day in and day out or a very slow transit time. So you might only be having a bowel movement every few days. Um, if you're not having that daily bowel movement, that may lead to an, an hormonal imbalance, this reabsorbed estrogen, which can be more toxic than its original form. And that can lead to symptoms such as heavy periods and hot flushes. Um, so mm. that, that's a, a sort of a, a way of understanding what these drivers may be leading to. Yeah, so lots of reasons really to be trying to optimise the the liver and the digestive system. And just to build on that, Aileen, if we were to think about some non-negotiables which would support our liver and digestive health, 
to therefore promote hormone balance, those non-negotiables could be things such as drinking two litres of um, filtered water per day, because really being optimally hydrated will help produce those large soft stools and also minimise constipation and will also, on top of that, support the liver in its detoxification processes. And if we were to choose the filtered water, this, again, will minimise the potential chemicals and contaminants which the liver would have to detoxify. So having the filtered water is going to be less of a burden on the liver. And another non-negotiable could be um, to eat lots of vegetables. And we always suggest the half a plate at each meal or seven portions of vegetables a day. Now, the soluble fibre in vegetables will help to bulk out the stool and therefore promote that daily bowel movement that you were speaking about, Aileen. And also vegetables promote an abundant and diverse microbiome. So it really helps to balance that gut flora so keeps the digestive system healthy. And also just building on the vegetables again, if you were to focus on including some cruciferous vegetables every day, so that's the likes of the broccoli, the cabbage, the Brussels sprouts and the cauliflower, they will provide important phytonutrients. So uh, I'm thinking here of sulforaphane and indole-3-carbonyl. Now, this sulforaphane um, supports the two phases of the liver detoxification, and that's a really critical step in the rebalancing of excess estrogen levels in the body. And, And the sulforaphane supports the process of liver detox, Um, for um, oestrogen eliminated from the body, you will still need to have that optimal digestive function. So indenol 3 carbonyl is is known to stimulate that detoxifying enzymes in the gut and also in the liver. And it is also an oestrogen receptor antagonist, which means it binds to oestrogen receptors and inhibits the action of oestrogen. So again, helping to rebalance hormone levels. So there are certain potential non-negotiables that could be put in place. Yeah. So, I mean, eating vegetables and really focusing on those cruciferous vegetables is something that is really important for um, hormonal health, as you say, and those two nutrients are Uh, very potent. Um, So you can see how adding these two non-negotiables, the first one of drinking water and the second one of eating vegetables uh, and doing both optimally, of course, can support your overall goal of hormonal imbalance. Now, it might be that some women are already doing this. And if that's a a way of life for them, they're already a a non-negotiable. So it might be that they would focus on different non-negotiables to optimize their health. Yeah, absolutely. And like we were saying earlier, Aileen, it's about introducing these um, non-negotiables and being consistent with them. So, okay, Aileen, shall we just take a moment um, to mention our next free training for the Healthy Women, Healthy Runner? Yes, yes. 
great idea. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're coming towards the end of the year, so we're already planning for 2022. And um, our next free session is going to be on the 26th of January 2022. And um, we will give you more details at the end of the episode. But we, we just really love running these sessions because it gives us an opportunity to meet you in person. Um, and it's in our Zoom room and we share some education and information about female hormonal health. And we also suggest some simple practices that you can do that might help you with midlife health challenges. Uh, and the lovely thing about it is that there's plenty of opportunity to ask us questions, have a conversation, get some advice. Uh, hear what other women are going through and um, and learn from uh, their experiences too. So they're a really nice session. We run them every few weeks, I would say, um, not to a regular pattern, but you know, you usually find one every at least every three months. Um, but it would be great to see as many people as possible on the 26th of January. Um, and as I said, we'll explain a little bit more about how to register for the training at the end of the episode. Great. Thanks, Aileen. Okay, so now let's look at another driver related to hormone balance, which is stress. <laughs> so um, shall we explore that area in relationship to nutrition non-negotiables, Aileen? Yes, yes, let's. And I guess um, there's a bit of stress going around at the moment just because of Christmas coming and everybody being busy. Um, but yeah, stress and stress hormones are a key player in disrupting hormonal balance. And I know we've mentioned this many times before, Karen, in previous episodes, but I always think it's good to recap and just underline the influence of stress hormones. Um, and it's something we do touch on um, in the uh, Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner free training too. Um, but the, the main things to mention are that stress hormones can easily get out of balance, typically in midlife, um, because usually we've got a lot going on. Um, you know, we've got family, we've got Perhaps we've got children, we've got elderly parents, we've got lots of other responsibilities like our jobs and running a home. Um, and these kind of things may put us in a place of chronic stress. And when that happens, it's likely that we'll have higher cortisol levels, which um, could contribute to the body storing fat around the middle. Um, and also, uh, when we have this increased cortisol production, um, there's sometimes a compromised production of sex hormones, and that's known as either the progesterone steel or the cortisol steel. Uh, and this really happens because uh, the production of cortisol and progesterone are produced by the same building blocks as sex hormones. And because cortisol is seen as a survival hormone, it takes priority. So basically, the body's saying, I've got to keep this person safe from stress. So I'm going to put all my resources into building stress hormones and fewer into building sex hormones. So it takes priority um, and that results in progesterone being compromised. Um, and the effect of that is an imbalance of female sex hormones. And that can happen to women at any stage of life. It's not just midlife. Um, but, you know, as I say, in midlife, we're probably a bit more prone to levels of chronic stress. Um, and we don't want to do anything that's going to exacerbate the perimenopausal symptoms. So that's the sort of the overview and how stress plays into the disruption of hormonal balance. Um, so moving on from that, Karen, I wondered if you could talk about some nutritional com considerations which may impact positively on managing stress hormones, which will then have a knock-on positive influence on balancing sex hormones. 
Yeah, sure, Aileen. So as we've spoken about in the past quite a bit, balancing blood sugar really is the cornerstone of all hormonal health. So just ensuring that um, we're eating regularly and um and we can do that by so it's eating regularly and eating the right food. So maybe following a low GL food plan and the um, five healthy routines, which are part of our Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runners program um, that, that are fundamental to good health. And I'm not going to go into them all here, but I'm just going to mention them. So it's the eating regularly, like I mentioned, having protein at every meal, having plate balance. Um, keeping hydration optimal and also being active. So those are the five mainstays of the Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runners healthy routines that can really support blood sugar balancing. And also thinking about blood sugar balancing, just minimizing stimulants such as caffeine, alcohol and sugar, because all of these may lead to a spike in blood sugar levels. Right, that's a, a nice little snappy overview just to remind everybody about um, what they can do. So that's going to help stress, but it's also going to help all all balancing of hormones. Um, but I, I just uh, I wanted to mention something that people might not necessarily associate with nutrition, and it's a four letter word, and it's rest. And um, we we often forget that our lifestyle is interlinked with how we get the best out of our nutrition, and when it comes to managing stress one of the most impactful things that you can choose to do is to rest. And, and that can be in many different ways. It doesn't have to be long spells of rest, although that, that can be helpful. Uh, but it mostly, you know, on a day-to-day basis could be just taking short breaks during the day, um, away from work or whatever is going on for you. And you can do that in lots of different ways. So simple things would be you know, to take time out for a nice cup of tea or a glass of water, uh, to take a breath of, of air, um, to go for a short walk, maybe just even, um, you know, sitting for a few minutes, closing your eyes and breathing in and breathing out, um, getting up from your desk, having a stretch, taking time over your meals instead of rushing through them, perhaps having some relaxation in the evenings and making sure that you get some time off um, at weekends if you're a weekday worker uh, and every time you rest even for these short spells of time what you're doing is is sort of resetting your, your stress hormones so that cortisol every time you rest will be the cortisol will nicely um, slow down and, and the levels will reduce um, and you get this sort of ebb and flow of, of the hormones so it's a good thing to practice because every time you're doing it you're resetting um, your adrenals and your and the cortisol levels Mm. So, so I'm just thinking, Aileen, taking all this information um, that you've we've spoken about and thinking about stress, a couple of suggestions for non-negotiables could potentially be always eating protein at every meal or snack every day consistently and taking a 30 minute lunch break away from your desk every day so those could be introduced into your everyday life so I'm sure everybody is kind of starting to get the idea now on how to find their own nutrition non-negotiables but just to help you a little more um Aileen what advice would you give someone in deciding 
what are their personal nutritional negotiables, non-negotiables? <laughs> I know, it's a bit of a long phrase. It's yes. You'll have to think of a different way of describing that. Um, well, what, an easy thing to do, really easy exercise, is just get a piece of paper and draw a circle and then draw another circle around the first circle. So it's like almost like a wheel. And then thinking about food, drink and lifestyle on the inner circle, list what you'll let into your life. And in the outer circle, list again from a food, drink and lifestyle point of view, what you'll not let into your life. Um, and then when you're doing this, link it back to your health vision or your goal. Um, and that will help you decide what should be in and what should be out. Um, and the next step is to highlight the items in each circle, which would be your non-negotiables. Um, so I, my advice is don't pick too many. Um, try to keep it simple to begin with. You can always add more. Uh, later on and it's a quite a visual exercise it's something you can do really quickly it might be something that changes from time to time but it's a good way of just summarizing everything that you know really about what you you should be doing and what perhaps you shouldn't be doing Mm, I really like the idea of these circles of life really aren't they yeah or circles of lifestyle Mm. Um, and just to illustrate this some some suggestions I'm thinking of are what you may let in could be things like the filtered water we've spoken about the cruciferous vegetables one coffee a day before noon five non-alcohol days per week and organic vegetables and what you may want to keep out could be the likes of eating on the move using your pc after eight o'clock at night and processed ready meals going to bed at midnight and the biscuits and the cakes and the unhealthy snacks. So I'll pick out two items and make them into non-negotiables. So again, just sort of thinking about what we've spoken about, potentially my non-negotiables could be every weekday I'm going to be in bed by 11 o'clock and then I'll only drink one coffee per day, and that will always be before noon. So it's two changes I'm going to make that's going to be on a daily basis and is going to be consistent. So, and I think that's a fairly easy way of maybe starting to introduce some non-negotiables into life to sort of support our midlife health. Uh, Do you have any other approaches that you would suggest, Aileen? Yeah, and I think there's a, another approach that which I touched on earlier. Um, so it might be helpful to consider your ideal day or at least part of the day. I always think it's best to chunk your day up into sections. So, you know, what you do first thing in the morning, what's mid, mid-morning, mid what's in the afternoon, uh, what's early evening, what's late evening, because, you know, sometimes it can overface you if you try to think about the whole day. Um, so, for example, if you think about your wake-up and early morning routine and map out what your ideal day would be at that point of the day and how this would be supportive to your health. And then maybe over the next two to three days, just jot down on a piece of paper and diarise what actually happened. So, um, you know, measure it against what your ideal would be and and just take a moment to reflect on this and and think about what happened and what took you off, off your ideal plan. And then my next step would be is to select the most important things from your ideal day to support your health and ask yourself what you can do to make those um, things non-negotiable so for example 
Um, if you found that you're always missing your breakfast because things were happening, well, what could you do to help you not miss your breakfast? So maybe it would be make a grab and go breakfast the day before so it's ready, uh, or perhaps it's set an alarm on your phone so that you know that you you will have breakfast. Um, you know, th- there might be other things that you would ideally like to do, but you know that's not going to totally ruin your health if you don't do them. But try mm-hmm. to pick something that's really going to underpin your health. I mean, breakfast is just a an example I've made there. It's not always that everybody needs breakfast. It's just as an example yes. of this. Yeah, absolutely. So, so some really great ideas um, coming out from this, Aileen, and some great information. And I was just wondering, is there one key action that you would suggest to listeners to do after today's episode? Yeah, well, I think um, the easiest thing to do would be the circle exercise. You know, you could do that anytime. It'll take you about five minutes. Uh, so, get a piece of paper out, list what you're letting in, list what you're keeping out. And then from that, just pick two nutrition non-negotiables and start practicing them. And and we'd love to know how you get on. So, you know, when you've done the exercise, uh, drop us an email or share with us, you know, what you've chosen as your non-negotiable. You know, thinking about it, I might just do the circle exercise myself today because I think it's always a really good reminder and reinforcement of good practices um and i just sort of say one final thing karen as we round up is to anybody listening don't use the non-negotiables as a big stick for yourself um you know there are days that maybe you won't be able to achieve what you want to do um but use them as a way to nurture and support yourself um and it's sort of a bit of a filter of what you're going to do um, so I hope that's been really helpful. Um, it's just a little tool um, to help people uh, put into practice what what's really going to be helpful and supportive to them. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, what that, that, that point that you've ended on, Aileen, not to use the non-negotiables as a big stick, it is about them being nurturing, caring, and, and people supporting themselves as much as they can. Um, but overall, we hope you have enjoyed listening um, to this episode and you've got some really great ideas of um, how you could maybe introduce some change. And we hope that you enjoy the circle exercise on your nutrition non-negotiables. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we really hope that you found our insights useful. We've got a question for you. Would you like to know how to put our advice into practice? and how to take some easy actions. If your answer is yes, then please don't miss the opportunity to sign up for our next free online training session. It's going to be on Zoom and we'll be there to share more steps in the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner method with you. And most important of all, we'll be there in person. So we'll be able to answer any of your questions on the spot during the training. Karen and I absolutely love podcasting, but we love interacting with you even more. So we can't wait to meet you in our Zoom room. If you'd like to register, it's very easy. All you need to do is look out at the episode show notes, look at the top of the page and click the booking link there and we'll send all the details to you. So if you'd like to be a healthy woman, healthy runner for many years to come, please come and join us and don't miss out on our next free training.
We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialling wearing their range for a few months and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at AmazingJane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.